Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, you heard our our announcer, Spike Reel, there say that you can be well-planned with these tips. So uh, I'm glad you're with us. Thanks so much for joining us. And my next guest is going to help you in that endeavor to become well-planned. She is Soyini Koch, and she's with us from Anona. Uh, Enterprises or Anana Enterprises from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to talk about planning, how it pays off, uh, how it can be powerful, practical, and profitable to you, and uh, uh, let's just get right into it. So Annie is a a speaker with Vistage International. She she goes around and talks to business owner groups, and she's going to share with us basically how you can be better at your planning. So Annie, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. I'm delighted to be with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about um, you and how you started. Is it Anona Enterprises? Did I pronounce that right? It's Anona. Anona. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, tell us how you how you got started with that and a little bit about you. Well, I started my career at McKinsey & Company uh, at their office in New York, and I really loved and loved uh, working with businesses and business owners. But um, – As I found at McKinsey, I really wanted to see the human impact of the work that I do. And uh, at McKinsey, they typically work with large Fortune 500 enterprise-sized firms with thousands upon thousands of employees. And so I didn't really have the opportunity to see the difference that my work was making. Uh, And when I decided to uh, come out on my own and start my own firm, it was really important to me to to see the work that I I do make a difference um, in the lives of uh, the business owners that I serve. So Anona takes m- the McKinsey training and that um, really powerful strategic thinking and applies it to small and medium-sized businesses. And typically my clients are going to be companies that are up to $100 million in revenue, um, not quite at the point where they have institutional management, um, but uh, you know, definitely of some size and scale. That's great. So the people that are um, that own and are operating the businesses who really need the help these days because they're they're stretched. They may not have the resources. Uh, and again, in a, in a big planning firm like McKinsey, they, they most likely aren't going to engage them. It's going to be something that they need to figure out a way to work with quickly and methodically. So a lot of people think that strategic planning's um, just for large businesses. So how can our listeners make it most both relevant and profitable in their operations, Soyini? Well, I I think that it's important um, when you're dealing with a smaller enterprise that doesn't necessarily have a dedicated strategy function to make sure that the planning focuses on whatever the most pressing business issue is for that management team or that CEO. And so that could look like, um, you know, in your world, Bill, somebody might be planning to exit their firm in a year or two years or three years. Um, But if they look at it, they're not going to get the value out of the firm that they'd like. And so they need to really sit back and think, how am I going to grow my business profitably so I can get to that EBITDA? Um, And so we can work with business owners on issues like that. Or 
Um, there may be cases where a company might be a $10 million company, but all of that revenue is coming from one large account with Walmart or the government or something like that, and they, they really need to figure out how to diversify around that core um, success or core piece of business. And so whatever that big dragon is for the business owner or the company, it's really important to make sure that the strategy and the strategic planning is relevant to that to those issues. So what we would call a front burner issue, that is the, the, the pot's boiling over and it needs attention right now, or, or there might be things that we want to prevent from coming from, they might be back burner issues right now, but we don't want them to boil over, so we need to think a little bit more long term, for instance, how to prevent one of our key employees from being uh, uh, taken away at some point down the road. So, um, so it's talent it could be developing the size of the business and one of the things that our our listeners don't have is a lot of time and in many cases they they don't have a long attention span because of the evolution of not having that time so if they don't want to do a 50 page business plan or a strategic plan what are your recommendations for how they can get some benefit without doing all that work well i suggest you know, and I think that I recommend that people do planning in whatever form works for them. So I have a methodology called the 90-second business plan, which allows business owners to just clarify their thinking, to get it into a statement that they can communicate in 90 seconds. So you can think of that as a as an elevator pitch for their business strategy. And basically, you take the key ideas in each area of the business, whether or not that's operations. You mentioned talent acquisition. It could be um, financing or funding. Um, it could be sales and marketing. But you take, take each of those core areas of the business and just summarize the strategy and your best thinking around that issue or around that set of issues right now. And what happens with that is the business owner is either going to be in, left in, in one of two places. Either they're going to be very, very clear, and it just pops, right? They know exactly what they're going to do in that area of their business, or they're going to see that there's a gap. And what that allows you to do when you have that very quick diagnostic is in doing that exercise, which often can be done in, in as, as short as half an hour or an hour, your CEO is going to be less in a place where they're really clear what they have and they're really clear what they don't have, and then they can use their resources, whether or not that's um, ex external market research, it could be working with the internal experts in their team, it could be getting a trusted advisor who has some expertise in that area. But for the areas in which there are gaps, once that business owner is clear on where the gaps are in their thinking and in their strategy, then they can bring the best resources that they have to bear on dealing with that issue. Well, I like the concept of a 90-second plan. It sure saves some time. Is it is uh, is it available in something that's like in a template where there are already some pre-thought through potential uh, solutions or resources to go to, or does it start with a blank piece of paper and a methodology? Well, I have a, a, a couple forms that if folks are interested in, they can certainly reach out to me, and I'm happy to share share that with anybody who's interested. So um, if you want to contact me at uh, info at anonaenterprises.com, we can share the templates for folks to con to complete their 90-second business plan. Okay, that's great. So so your point, though, is is some plan is better than no plan, and a lot of people yes, don't take Yes, and some thinking – 
some thinking is better than no thinking. So if you think of it as a progression, right, you can start with something that's like literally just a diagnostic. You sit down, you take the hour at the end of the weekend or, you know, we have Memorial Day weekend coming up. Maybe there's a quiet moment some point over the weekend where you can just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do the brain dump and figure out, okay, this is my best thinking on where my strategy is right now. We're um, five months into 2015 here's what's happening in these areas of my business, here's what's worked, here's what hasn't worked, and just literally do a brain dump and say, okay, you know, this is my best thinking on my strategy for my business right now, and here's what I know, here's what I don't know. And that's a very simple thing that anybody can do. Um, And then what I also advocate is having the management team do that exercise as well so that everybody is at least singing off the same hymn sheet and has a clear idea of what the main issues are for the company. Okay. So that's at the, you know, one end of the spectrum where you only have an hour, right? And then at the other end of the spectrum, you have the, you know, multi-month long exercise where you go through and you do all the micro market research to validate the assumptions on on which the um company is building its financial projections. You do a a, a big financial model that predicts the companies um cash flow and balance sheet and all that stuff and then you have evaluation and you have a full mark bull marketing plan and all that kind of stuff and those are two very you know wide you know it's a very wide spectrum and at least if you're doing something you can progress from one end of the spectrum to the other great tip so if someone if you someone were to ask you so any what's more important i'm a small business owner is it more important for me to know what to plan or for me to know how to plan I think it's it's more important, most important, that you know what the biggest issues are that are really facing your company. And so I think the the what um, actually comes from the how. So if you have some methodology, um, however rudimentary, then that will at least get you to being able to identify the key issues. So I would suggest that you know identifying the key issues is definitely the most important issue, most important step in the process. Yeah, and I, I figured that from McKinsey's your background with McKinsey's standpoint, it was probably you know it's just like when you go into a doctor, it's like okay, prescription without diagnosis uh, is uh, is malpractice. We need to know right. what the problems are, what the issues are, and then prioritize those, and then we'll tell you. Uh, the how-to is a methodology that might be dependent on what we're planning, right? Yeah, and there's a whole library of tactics that strategists like myself have that we can bring to bear once we're clear about what the issues are. And the reason why I think the um, exercise that I recommended, which is, you know, I call it the 90-second business plan, is so effective, is that often our CEOs are you know, really smart people really are clear on what the issues are if you kind of sit down, if they kind of sit down and clear their head really clear about what the issues are and then once they get clear on you know the top let's say five or ten issues you can start to prioritize and figure out the most important issue and and take it from there right yeah yeah well they're they're usually so busy playing whack-a-mole with all the issues all day long that you know pounding pounding one issue after another that they haven't stopped to think about what all the issues are so they can prioritize those. A very good point. What are some of the financial results you've seen business owners get from a great plan? I think for me the the biggest financial results come from leverage. So we were just talking about let's say there are, you know, five issues that a business is dealing with at any given time. It's probably a hundred, but you know, there are five important ones. 
I found that the most, the, the biggest benefit comes from focusing on the top one or two, right? It's the eighty twenty rule, right? You get the most leverage from from dealing with the first, the most important issues first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen companies get, you know, double or triple their revenues in a very short period of time, or get, you know, be able to find that hole in the market. Um, for example, with one client, um, they were dealing with um, medical medical facilities. Um, and the market was really crowded, and in fact, um, getting more crowded, and some of their competitors were able to cut their margins because they started employing nurses instead of doctors, and a significant portion of the marketplace that they were serving was indifferent between the nurse, um, nurse practitioners and the physicians who obviously get paid significantly more. My client worked with physicians mainly, And so what we were able to do in having a really clear strategy was figure out that hole in the market that really valued um, doctors. And there are a couple other um, parameters that defined this space in the market that was underserved. But through doing the planning, we were able to find this little bubble um, in the market that was, was underserved and put together, uh, you know, once we identified how the strategy and did the research to find the hole in the market, we put together a plan for how to go after that section of the market. And my client was able to close ten and a half million, you know, ten and a half million dollars worth of business. So, but they wouldn't have been able to do that if we hadn't identified that hole in the market. So, so the old saying of uh, "Don't just do something, sit there." <laughs> holds in that type of a situation, uh, sit back, think about, really examine, uh, and then things will become apparent. Things will become, and especially if you have great minds working on it with you, and that's where, you know, Anona Enterprises and other groups come in that basically can help you. Yeah, okay, now we've identified some things, asking the right questions, helping uh, understand the issues and really, really making it making sense about it. Now you have a, a couple tips or things like that for us uh, today, right? Absolutely. So one of the, the the complaints that I hear people have about strategic planning is, well, I planned and it didn't turn out anything like what I had said, right? So I wanted to double my revenues and that didn't happen, or I wanted to, you know, go into this new market and you know, that didn't work out. And so why bother planning? Because it doesn't seem like, you know, my plans ever come to fruition. One of the things that I think is a um, key, two key things that I, two mistakes that I see made often are one, that if, let's say, a CEO says that they want to, you know, grow their business by, grow their revenues by 50%. One pitfall is to not account for the ripple effect or tie in the plan throughout the rest of the business. So, um, most everybody will go the step of identifying well what kind of sales activity is required to get the fifty percent bump or to double the revenue. So I need to, you know, get my salespeople to do this, that, or the other. But what often doesn't happen is to figure out what the effect of it, effect is on the rest of the business. So do you have the right manpower to serve that additional business? Or do your salespeople have the right skills, you know, going down into the talent matrix to figure out whether or not your talent can support the goals that you have. And going through the operations, the marketing, you know, the the finances, what kind of um, perhaps marketing budget is required to finance 
that kind of growth and making sure that all the other pieces are in place to support the initial um, objectives of the plan. So that's one pitfall. The other pitfall I find is that often um, the assumptions underlying people's planning are incorrect or they're not validated. So you assume that if you go into another market, you're going to end up getting the same pricing that you're uh, of the, of that's you know of the market that you're in now, or mm-hmm. um, your costs may be fluctuating, and that's not properly accounted for. And certain you know new lines of business, the margins may be different, things like that. And so, making sure that the assumptions are validated when you go from um, you know when you when you're doing your business plan, and typically what I find, um, you know, is there typically maybe two or three or four key data points. So when I say assumptions, that what that's what I mean. Two or three key data points that are going to drive whether or not the projections or the objectives are re, um, reasonable and making sure that those key data points are actually, you know, there's something underlying them and they're not just a thumb suck or a guess is, mm-hmm. is another really important recommendation or tip. Great ideas. Tell us about your radio show uh, that's on Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, so um, my show is called CEO Exclusive, and what we do is we have CEOs come on and talk about their area of expertise or their industry. So, um, so for example, if somebody's in healthcare, they come and tell us about what's happening with the Affordable Care Act and how that's affecting their business. Um, and then in the second part of the show, we always talk about um, the team. So we have CEOs bring somebody who has supported them or somebody that's in their business and talk about not just the trends and the outside forces that are driving their success, but the internal forces as well. So who is it that they have on their team that's making them successful? So, um, you know, it's a really, really fun show. So, for example, we had a couple weeks ago a husband and wife come on the show um, who are working together and just talk about not only their industries but how they work together to be successful in business. Sounds fascinating, and uh, people can find out about all of this at AnonaEnterprises.com, A-N-N-O-N-A, Enterprises.com. So, Annie, we just have a few seconds left, but uh, I want to thank you for coming on, and I want you to come back on again so we can talk more in detail about this, and people will find all of this information on our show notes as well on our page. So, again, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry we're out of time, but thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. All right, we're going to be right back after this, so please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 